I'm Ryan Nidell, host of 15 Minutes of Freedom, your daily action guide to getting shit done. Today's my favorite day of the week, as I say, every now Saturday. That's right. You just steal I'm my here. thunder like that. I did. I stole your thunder. I'm here, people. I'm here. <laughs> She's feisty now. <laughs> She's feisty. On the first one we recorded, you weren't so fire. So we record, we're, we're trying to consolidate time down. So we record a couple episodes at a time. Because we're such busy people. You, no. We're <laughs> Are you shitting me? We're super I've busy. seen you like three hours in I know, two weeks. We're super busy people. I, it came off as really sarcastic, but it's not supposed to be. <laughs> no, that's, a, that's that angst and animosity coming out, which is the perfect part of what this episode is actually about, which that's is right. a little bit of a request from a young man that's in our office today. Yeah, we have a guest today. We have a guest. It's about overcoming or talking through differences. Yep. Which and our favorite topic because it always comes down to communication, which is everything in life it is it is but it's also let's when's the last time that we had to overcome something like that like let's make this more practical okay in this high level shit like a, we should have talked about this before like a nah. real difference yeah i got it horse show oh the horse shows man so as you may or may not know we have we have a horses. Horse. I'm an equestrian. Horse. Well, I, I call it sis, horses, plural, because Gianna rides as well. Gianna rides too, but we we don't have a horse for Gianna. We just lease out a pony when she shows. That's it. That's all we do is we and just <laughs> lease an animal when she wants to go spend more money at a horse show. We just spend double as much money when she wants to go compete. That's all. So, yeah. Yes, I've been an avid equestrian my entire life, and horses are a passion of mine and really a non-negotiable for me. Huh. Uh-huh. Here it goes. Yeah. No, I, I don't put such a hard line in the sand. I gave it up for a long time to be a mom and then moving back and all that. But it's just something that's a passion. It's something I need in my soul. She makes it sound like crack. Like I gave it up for a long time. <laughs> it is like crack oh, to me. I, know, I mean, obviously. I've never been a crack addict or anything, but it's like it's it is like a drug for me. Man, I, I literally think an eight ball would be cheaper. <laughs> like it's it has to be. I don't know. I don't do drugs, so it doesn't really matter, but <laughs> You know, look at this, this horse thing for me. And we've touched base on this before, but it's wild. Like, it's been this whole recalibration where I started this whole conversation. Where Lindsay, when we met, she didn't have a horse. It had been two years since she'd had a horse. We were together three years before we started talking about a horse. Mm-hmm. And then I find what I think is an inexpensive horse. A friend of mine owned a stable. I'd known her and her family for as long as I'd been in Columbus. I see her post on Facebook, like, hey, I got this horse. We're selling it. I don't know anything about horses. No. Like, and zero. you will find that no matter what you do with a horse, buying a horse is the easiest part of having one. Quit stealing my thunder. Oh. Stay, on your, stay in your lane. This is our show, right? Driver, now. passenger. I'm driving this bitch. <laughs> Go ahead, babe. <laughs> That's right. It's fire I today. I love you so much. You got me going now. <laughs> <laughs> so we, I go down this road about this horse. And reach out to my friend who posts on Facebook and like surprise it's like hey go look at this horse now ag- agreed this horse I think at this point she's asking 6500 bucks for maybe it's seven and I have her t- I have her talk down to like five grand four or five grand yeah and in my mind that's that's a big ask but it, I just think that's what horses go for like that's that's what I think I love you right and so <laughs> <laughs> I set it up with Lindsay I'm like you got to go to this barn and oddly enough Lindsay used to ride at this barn like she knew or some part about that. I don't want to. Yeah, my. You knew the barn. Uh, yeah, I rode for the trainer back uh, that used to when OSU had an equestrian team. I rode for that trainer, and he was friends with this other trainer here locally, and that was his barn. So I had been at this barn plenty of times. And so she goes and looks at this horse, 
And she calls me. She says, I love you so much. But the horse is absolute shit. It's nothing like I would want. It doesn't do this. It doesn't do that. It has this thing wrong with it. It needs these 12 other things. It it doesn't have the right bloodline. It's not named the right thing. Oh, that is so ridiculous. But no, it, it, I don't even know the names. Like, it's it's some, what, a, oh, a warm blood, a gelding? Like, I don't know a what. A gelding and a warm blood. No, it's, it's really because my background in veterinary medicine kills me when it comes to animals because I know too much. And so I know what to look for for the most part, any of the big signs without calling a vet and taking x-rays and that kind of stuff to something that's going to be a long-term problem with an animal. So he had enough things as I examined him that I was like, eh. Now, I love my wife so much. It. And I say that as I preface something every time I talk shit about her. <laughs> <laughs> and in saying that, what it ultimately comes down to is this horse was just not fancy enough. He See, wasn't very now, fancy. Now that, I'm in, now that I'm in this horse game, I realize what this really is. From the outside, I had no idea. I thought you like you just want to ride a horse, you want to do some shit with it, so you buy a horse. But what ends up happening is, just like everything in life, there's levels to this game. <laughs> and the level that I was ready to play at was not even a level. It was like it was atrocious. It was you were in the baby pool. I was not even in the pool. Like I was looking at the hose, thinking about <laughs> filling up the pool. This five thousand dollar horse that's been beaten to death, like just old. I'm thinking I'm the man because I'm gonna get you a horse. <laughs> Pounding my chest, the whole deal. Um, it doesn't work out. <laughs> so we go on this hunt. Like I started looking. There's like Auto Trader because I'm a car guy. Well, there's like Horse Trader. We hop on and there's yeah. all these horses. Oh, I'm like, holy shit, there's this whole this whole other thing. And I start scrolling. I'm, I'm seeing, I think there's typos because there's $50,000, $72,000, $95,000. I'm like, man, they, they had an extra zero in here. This is crazy. <laughs> and I show and she goes, no, no, no. That's normal. That's normal. And she says it just like that. Like that, it's truly normal. It is. If you're if you're a horse person, like fifty grand, thirty twenty five to fifty grand for a horse is cheap. Uh huh. Uh huh. And I realize that I have now overcommitted myself. <laughs> I'm, I'm He's in, in a, now. I'm in the end of a pool that I can't really swim in, and so we go down this horse route, and we don't buy a horse. We end up leasing a horse, save some money, kind of, <laughs> not really at all. Just delays the pain. Really, it doesn't save anything. <laughs> <laughs> And so then, then we find a horse to lease. And so I'm like, all right, you know, it's whatever it is a month. But then she's like, well, yeah, but you got to have somewhere to store the horse. <laughs> like, you got to keep the horse somewhere. And I obviously was not naive. It, it, the horse certainly could not stay at our house. Yeah. We live in a neighborhood. We don't have anywhere to ride it. <laughs> and so she's like, we got we to gotta shop for a barn. It's got to board it. Yeah. And it's not like you go out and buy a barn, like you lease space at a barn. All right. So that's a little bit more money. <laughs> and she's like, but I can't do this by myself. Like, G's going to want to do this too. <laughs> and so the horse also has to have ponies and lessons and shit. Blankets. Oh, we got our first horse a year ago. It was just now a year ago because I got a thing on my timeline a year ago. Let's do blankets and stuff. I'm struggling for the words of excitement right now. Like they're, they're deep inside of me. I'm trying to get them out. I just can't find them at this moment. So give me time as we go through this. I know. But we go down this path. And I know it brings Lindsay happiness. And to me, it's just hours worked versus income out on the backside. Like, what am I going to do with the money? Like, nicely. Like, I've pissed away plenty of money doing plenty of dumb stuff. Like, and at this point in life, if a couple thousand bucks a month makes her happy, like, I'll figure out a way to make that work. Same thing with Gianna. But in that, there's like, so I become used to a certain level. Like, in my mind, horses cost two or three grand a month the way that we do things. Sounds crazy. I realize that. Like, saying that out loud Mm -hmm. to me, like, that's more than most people's mortgages. That's more than... Car payments and mortgage, like most people could live very well off three grand. I fully understand that. 
I'm building this whole story because this part still doesn't mean shit. <laughs> like, this is still no big deal at this point because I've got nine months of like, hey, this is, this is what it is. Then all of a sudden it's, baby, there's a horse show. I want to go show. I'm like, you want to do what? She goes, I want to go show my horse. Yeah. Show it to who? Yeah. He's like, what, what, are you, what are you shaving its feet for? What does he have to have his ears shaved? Why do you need this fancy thing? Why are you, just, why are you wiping him down his legs? Like, I don't get it. What are you showing? And so then there's a conversation of, I want to go to Kentucky, in which we live in Columbus, Ohio, and I want to take my horse to Kentucky to show it. For a week. For a week. <laughs> I'm like, all right. You know, I obviously, I'm, I would love to, I mean, a horse is mobile. They, they run for a living, really, so I think she could ride the horse down, but she doesn't want to ride the horse. It gets trailered. Oddly enough, we don't have a diesel pickup truck and a horse trailer, so you have to pay to have the horse trailered. Yep. Then you have to pay to board the horse at the facility that it's there. Yep. You have to pay to enter the classes. Yeah, you also have to pay for bedding while you're there, too, for the stalls. So needless to say, there's this extra pool of expenses that comes around this four-day window. Yep. Barn fees, trainer fees. And I'm not digging it. Like, at this point, like, it's, it's crossed my threshold in which I feel is appropriate. Because... I just I can't get my head wrapped around the shit. No, he doesn't. Like at this point, I drive a car that costs like literally as I'm sitting here, I drive a car that costs nine or ten grand, and like we're literally spending that much in horseshit over, literally horseshit over five months, (laughs) way more than that. And then there's a there's a show, and so I'm like mad. Yeah, you get pretty pretty feisty about the horse show. Fucking horses. (laughs) (laughs) But for me, I've worked really hard. And I want to go compete. And I respect that now. I get that. But I didn't win. What's that? I won. You did win eventually. (laughs) Kentucky didn't win. No, I didn't win the first. And that was the, I had had him for three weeks when I went to that Kentucky horse show. Yeah, like we we swap out horses. We've got better horses now. We've got more expensive horses. Like we we upgraded. (laughs) Like, We'll just cast that to the side, like that's just. But I did win the second show. We did. Sure. Yeah. yeah I mean, keep, keep keep whispering these things that make it better. Let's yeah, let's talk about the, the overcome of the in between. Yes. Because here's this thing that, admittedly, at this point, like Lindsay does a phenomenal job of taking care of her house, an incredible job of being a mother, an incredible job of supporting me. She also supports the businesses that I'm a part of. All of them, and she has some role or some piece or part in doing something with everything that I do. But in my mind, the story that I told myself is like, I'm the fucking primary breadwinner. I'm the one that's working my ass off every day. I'm doing all this stuff. Fuck this. Mm-hmm. I don't want her to go do this. So what did I say to you? Okay, I'll go out and I'll get a job. Like, I'm, I'm educated. I can go get a job anywhere. I'll go get a job. And you said, no, why would you really want to do that? And well, so, we, we broke it down backwards. Right. But in, I could do all the stuff that I do for our businesses together to contribute to our family's income. Or I could go get a job and, and have income that is, quote unquote, just my own and spend just my own money on my horse stuff. Uh-huh. And so <laughs> as as I'm processing all this and the story that I've told myself and the way that I'm viewing it, I'm getting mad at the fact that there's all this money that's just going to disappear. That in my mind, I am an ROI-based individual. Yes. For those of you that might not know that term, it is return on investment. So if I put money into something, I'm looking, what do I get out on the backside? Whether it's a car that I might want to buy, 
Like, what's the loss I'm going to take? Because I realize that cars depreciate. They are not an asset. They are a liability. Whether it's a watch, whether it's a vacation, like there's something. You pay for something, you get something on the backside. Mm -hmm. And I can't come up with it on the horse show. There isn't one. <laughs> and that's eventually what it got to. Because we, we work through this. So sure, eventually Linda says like, if it's this big of a deal, I'll just go get a job. And we're not yelling at each other at this point. I'm literally saying like, help me understand how this works. Yeah. Like, I don't know this world at all. Like, I've had no exposure in all the things I've done in my life. I don't know what the horse world is. If you want to talk about a bunch of other stuff, we can have an educated conversation where I feel like I'm on an equal playing field. When it comes to horses, I don't know what this is. So all of a sudden, when you're telling me, oh, it's going to be another two or three grand to go to a horse show, I'm like, I don't, I, what, huh? <laughs> where did this come from? Yeah. And you start explaining to me the cost and the fee structure, and I'm like, I still just don't get it because it doesn't back out. And you share with me why it's important to you. Mm -hmm. Like accomplishment, something you enjoy, it's a passion, all these things. And I start to kind of get it. Then you go down the path of, look, I can just go get a job. Right. And I, I, you say that like I don't have a job. I have a job here within I, that, that kind of stuff. It, it ruffles my feathers every time because I can stop doing everything I do for our businesses right now and let you figure it out. And I would. You would, but you'd have to pay somebody yeah. to do my jobs that I'm doing inside of our companies. And so I'm still contributing so, so, to so, earning so, income for our family. So this, this is a, a perfect thing of just not, <laughs> not getting along with something. <laughs> because I'm not, I'm not belittling Lindsay's time or the effort or energy she puts into what we do at all. Like zero. There's no part of me that does. I am sharing that I have no appreciation for what it's like to be a mom, to run a household, and also try to get work done. I don't know what that's like. Right. I get up at 4.30 every morning, I'm out of the house by 6.45, and I don't return home till 7.30. I'm almost never there to mess up the house. I'm like, Which I don't know what that's like because I don't run at your speed like that. I don't get up at 4.30, and I certainly don't come home at 10 o'clock. No, and most yeah. people don't. don't. Like, I, I get that. And so there's this understanding of, sure, we could do that. Lindsay, go get a job. And we literally have this conversation. It's not nearly, it feels like there's more tension right now than it did when we were having the conversation. I don't <laughs> I even said, know why. No, there's not. Like it's, when it comes to Lindsay getting a job, it's like, okay, as a veterinary professional, she made 45 grand a year or whatever it was. The number doesn't matter. But by the time you, taxes, insurances, all the stuff, you know, you, you bring home, I'll make up another number, three Third, grand. Yeah. Okay, well, by the time you're driving to work and like Gianna has to go to, like kinder care, like preschool. Before care and yeah, after before care. Yeah, before care and after care. And you're fighting traffic to get there, so you're stressed. And then you're you're fighting to get home in rush hour traffic to get Gianna from school. Your quality of life is going to go to shit. And you're not going to have time to really ride and enjoy the horse that you're ultimately trying to do things with. Correct. I'm like, all right, so that is an option. Like, that is something that we could do. And yes, that I guess would pay for the horse, but... It's going to drive a wedge in our relationship. You're not going to be as happy. You're not going to be as fulfilled. Yeah, and you don't you didn't like the amount of time that I was spending at the barn initially anyway because that was an adjustment for you. So like shoving a nine to five job on top of that, where I then still have to take care of the house, Gianna and a horse, not happening. Nope. Nope. <laughs> and yeah, in touching base on that only because you brought it up, the horse thing was a big adjustment because she tells me she's going to go ride from six thirty to seven fifteen, forty five minutes. Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking, all right, you leave barns very close to our home, leave 10 minutes before, get home 10 minutes after. I'm like, hey, you're going to be gone for like an hour. That's awesome. Anybody that's a horse person knows that it's a minimum of two hours when you walk out the door to go to the barn. He's shaking his head no. 
No, that's what it is. Yep. And then the special horse we have needs ice boots and <laughs> sprayed off with special water. <laughs> and like he, he drinks Evian. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> he's very fancy and he's very high maintenance. Yes. And so yeah. that takes even more time. And so all of a sudden, the little bit of extra time that I do get when I'm not, I'll just call what it is, producing at a super high level all the time mm-hmm. that I'm used to spending time with my family where I'm getting my extra energy and power from is now taken up by a horse that also cost me money. <laughs> like, that is just how I look at this. I know, it's crazy. But I get it. Like, when you explain it, I don't laugh at you. I mean, we laugh now because we've had this conversation many times. But I understand your side of it. I understand how you view it and where things come from and that you're not a horse person and you're not in the horse world. So, like, it's different for you. I get no, it. No, the best part about this whole damn thing is I, we... I, the horse gets paid for, and I'm not allowed to touch the horse or ride the horse or do anything. <laughs> I go out and look at it. I can feed it carrots. I can touch it. You gave him a bath. I can't ride him. I can't do. So I, it's like, sure, let me, let me let me lease you a new Ferrari, but you can just wash it. You can't drive it. You can't fucking even sit in it. You just wash it all the time. I know. You I can know. fill up with gas. You can sit on him and walk him around. It's just truly, have you ever been on a horse in your no, life? No, that's why I want to yeah. sit on one. You can sit on him. I mean, he's 17 three hands. He's a giant warm blood. He uh, can hold you just fine. You I can wanna, sit on I him, and, run him and walk him around. You're not going to be able to run him. You won't be able to make him go. And if you do make him go, you'll instantly fall off. He's bouncy and fancy and it's no good for you. She doesn't know my skill level. Uh-huh. <laughs> you have no skills. <laughs> you, you, how can you say that? You haven't seen me ride it's a horse. It's true. You've never been on a horse, so I don't have any idea what your skill level is to ride one since you've never been on one. That's exactly right. Yeah. I'm probably natural. <laughs> I'm a natural at all types of stuff you don't know about. Try me. Uh. Nonetheless, <laughs> we we get to this point where, okay, we walk through the different options, and it's a civilized conversation. Like There's some, there's some emotion attached to it, but we're just walking through the variables. And I find out that the issue for me ends up not really actually being about the horse show. It's about the planning of the money going into it because I'm used to the way my mind works. You know, every month costs us X number of dollars to live. Yeah, we, yeah. And we're so pretty as, conscious as, of that. as long as I know what X is, sure, there's a 10% variable, but all of a sudden there's like this bigger variable that comes in with a horse show. Right. It's like, man, I'm not prepared with the way that we're budgeting and the way money's coming in. And right. I'm not prepared for this. And that's, it's just a shock to the system of, Wow, not only am I not prepared for it, but there's no money. There's nothing that I'm going to ever get on the backside other than your happiness. Right. Which has value. Don't ever want to take away from that. So we work through it and we agree. And when I say we work through it, like after realizing the importance to you, it was very easy for me to say, like, just do it and I'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll figure it out. I'll do I'll do something more. Like it's more important than whatever else I wanted to spend the two or three grand on. This is all what it comes down to. It's I want to do X with the money and you want to do Y. Yeah, and money issues are a big thing for a lot of couples. Huge thing. Like every couple. (laughs) And I don't don't know that we've ever necessarily, other than when I was like completely broken out of my truck repossessed, I don't know that we've ever had. (laughs) That was kind of a big deal. I bailed you out of your house and the truck. I mean, we're we're really splitting hairs with that. (gasps) Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Talk you know, about talk about pouring money away that you're never going to see back. We got that back. We did not even get close to it back. We spent X amount of dollars, and we like if you put in X's in you know maybe five figures, we we maybe got the lowest four figure back. My wife has the nope. most amazing memory. She's like an elephant, really. <laughs> she just remembers everything. She just remembers it in a fucked up way that's not true. 
It's not true. I'm we kidding. did not get the same amount of money out of that house that we put. None of that matters. Yeah, uh-huh. man, we're I, getting off track here. Hey, you're talking about money going out that you're never going to see a return on. Yeah, I've lived that too. You have, you have lived that. And we get to the point in our horse conversation that I see the importance there, and it just makes sense. Like, what am I really fighting for? Like, because essentially I'm fighting because I want to be right, not because we can't do something. Which is a whole different way to start viewing things. It's like, what is the reason for the thought that I'm having? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm having the thought really because I want to just win. <laughs> and that's it. I know. And then a lot of the stuff, not a lot of the stuff because we don't have a lot of major discussions in our house. But I know you well enough to know that you want to close me on your view. Yeah, all the time. All the time. Like I'm 100% of the conversations I that I have with just about anybody in some capacity, I'm used to trying to close for something. Yes. Uh-huh. I'm good with that. And there are, I mean, there are many times where I look at you and be like, don't try to close me. Like we're having a conversation here. You're not, you're not selling me something, but, but you always you're try. You're always selling. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's always selling. Whether you think it or not, you're either selling or you're getting sold. I know, honey. On the way it works. I know. I convince you to marry me. That's super true. Selling. <laughs> but in that you get it, it, we when I started realizing what I was actually doing and I was conscious of my thoughts and why they were existing it made it much easier to, then to dive into the fact of it's not Lindsay riding a horse a lot of it's the time that's away from us that bothers me and then it's the fact of not having enough understanding of how the horse world works and then not having enough planning time to feel good about spending the money mm-hmm. and so although I'm you know, projecting my negative emotions and thoughts into the horse and the event associated with it, it really has nothing to do with the horse. Like it has to do with those other three pieces. Mm-hmm. And we came to that understanding. We started looking at, okay, well, I'm going to go do the Kentucky horse show because that's what I want to do. And I'm like, okay, okay. I mean, let's figure it out. And then as other horse shows have come up, it's just been the conversation of, hey, I want to do this show. Cool. When is it? How much time do we have? What do you think the expense structure is going to be? Run me through this stuff because it, Every show is a little bit different, and there's different yep. little things that I don't understand. We're about to have this conversation again because there are two shows back-to-back weekends in November. Yeah, and that's not happening. One, one will be all right. <laughs> We're not doing two. Every man has a breaking point. Don't, uh-huh. don't, don't push me. Uh-huh. Don't push me. Uh-huh. So it's just a way to have that level of communication that is void of the emotion associated with it. Like at some point, the emotion clouds your logic. And we all have an emotional response, and... Again, I call that a survival pattern, something that was created at a young age, a fight-or-flight response. Call it your lizard brain, call it whatever you want to, but there's something inside of you that based off what you've seen or experienced in your life will dictate the way you deal with a situation that makes you uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And some people respond with anger. Some respond with retreating. Some respond with confrontation. Some respond with apologet- like a- apologetic responses. But when you remove remove that part and you just get down to the actual facts of why you're feeling that way, it makes it really easy to like work through it. Mm-hmm. We're sure. Only because you brought up the next horse show, there will I I'm, I want you to do another horse show, but in the give and take aspect, probably not gonna be okay with two horse shows. Right. Oh, I don't know that. Like it just and I probably wouldn't be okay with two. I mean, it's a lot of money to go to one. They're not in town, and that's the biggest killer. Even if it wasn't town, it's time, energy, effort, money. Like there's there's things because those of you that probably 98% of you that don't know anything about the equestrian world, when it's a horse show, even a local show for the weekend, like the one that was here, it's Friday, Saturday, Sunday. 
it's a 40 minute drive from our house each direction. Yeah. And because of the way the shows work, you're there almost all day. Like you're certainly there four or five hours. Yeah, it's not a it's not a quick and easy. Horse shows are all day because you have to think of you have all these people and you have so many rounds for each division division and you don't know how many people are going to be there when you show up so a division could last an hour or could last three hours you have no idea so it's a waiting game all day for when your class is and when your numbers up and all that so but yeah but this particular show that really the horses leave on wednesday and come back on sunday so it's thursday friday saturday sunday of solid horse showing so it's four days and it's not in town i mean this one is in wilmington ohio which is about an hour and a half from here so it ends up being a lot, a big commitment, and it's it's more time. Like at the very base level, it gets to the point where I just like to be around my family. Mm-hmm. Like I, I love the way that feels. So when I don't get to have that, I don't have those abandonment feelings anymore. Any of that stuff, I just I miss them. Like and I don't want it to have to be in an environment that I truly like. I have allergies. I don't really like the hay and stuff at the barn. Like it's not, it's not even. I just don't enjoy being at the barn. No, like, and this res- last horse show, like you came. I didn't want you to come the first day, and the second day you came to watch our final rounds, and then that was it, which is – I'm good with that. Yeah. Because that's, like, that's my time out there. Mm-hmm. I enjoy that time with my barn family and my horse, and that's just my stuff, which we've had conversations about that too. Not that I don't want you there. Of course, you're all, always welcome, but, like, that's my space. Yep. And, it, you know, I look at this – every conversation like this ends up being a closing conversation in some capacity. So if I take it back to a sales methodology and you were to take a white sheet of paper and draw a line down the middle and say a pro and a con prior to entering into the conversation, and you do that from both sides before you ever start, it becomes really easy just to have that almost unbiased conversation. Mm-hmm. Like the con of the situation is the fact it's going to cost money. But that's... And time. And time. Like, but those are really it. Like Those are the only two negatives. And whichever list is longer is the one you should go with. Mm-hmm. Emotion's the only reason why you don't do that, and obviously it's different if you if you don't have the money. Like, sure, I'm I'm broad broad brushing some generalities, but just communication and honesty. Yeah, and you have to you have to take a moment to look at something from your partner's point of view because your point of view is the only thing that you can see initially when you first take a subject to the table. So you dissect what it is that you feel, like you were talking about before, and what truly is the root of your emotional attachment to that subject. But then you have to turn around and place yourself in your partner's shoes and have the respect for their thoughts and feelings to see it from their side of the table. Mm -hmm. And then what their root cause for their emotional response is. And that takes work and communication on both sides, but you have to speak to each other with respect. Because if you're yelling at me about a horse show and you're going to be gone and on no time and all this money then I don't hear anything you're saying and I just feel attacked and I'm just well fuck you then I was going to do my shit that doesn't work you have to what which is crazy because Lindsay's default response oh man fuck you is exactly that <laughs> it's to get loud and boisterous yeah and, and flare her arms we and had, stomp we like, had this podcast last weekend that i'm a reactionary person by nature but i have to like i take energy in from all around me all the time and i have to take a moment i've learned that it's better i'm not as reactionary as it used to be i'm still reactionary yeah i know you're shaking your head but you have to take a minute but i am very good at taking a moment and looking at stuff from your point of view when we're having 
discussions about things because it's important. It's not going to help me understand how to reach a compromise in our relationship if I don't take a moment to to feel what you're feeling and put myself in your shoes. We will never get to a compromise situation. That's right. So that's all you got? That's right? That's it. <laughs> I, got, I got nothing else. Oh, man. I got nothing else. Okay. Well, but that, that sums it up then, huh? <laughs> you just taking over now. <laughs> R- run us home. I'll, I'll sit back, kick my feet up. You wrap this up. I'm put, put a bow here. on it. I like it. <laughs> Podcasting's easy. You just talk. Podcasting is easy. You just talk, sweetheart. But you always have a certain frame. This is your podcast that you put it in. I'm just a guest. Just a guest. I'm telling you, when I do my own podcast, I'll have my own when way. When is that going to finally happen? I don't know. We need to talk about that, actually, because I had a lot of people reach out to me this week about that. Like, when is my podcast coming out? What is it going to be called? Do I have a time frame? What am I going to talk about? Can they give me some subjects for it? They're really looking forward to listening to it. And we have not had a, a major discussion of how that looks production-wise because your guys are busy as hell with your stuff right now. Just have to hire more. <laughs> yeah. We could use extra help. That's right. Mm-hmm. But yes, it's it's coming. It's in the works. We just have to do a few more things to plan about it. Interesting. Okay. Hmm. I, I don't. I don't. I'm okay. <laughs> On that note, I think we just <laughs> wrap, wrap up this. Put 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 this pig in silk and call today. That's right. You know, because when you take the time to communicate and listen to your partner. And it, it could be a non-sexual partner. It could be someone you're just having a disagreement with. And take those extra couple breaths and try to understand where they could be coming from. Like what is their, what I refer to as cognitive bias? Like what life experiences they've been through? What's their history? What have they been exposed to? And you try to just take that extra minute or two to understand why they might be responding to your request or desire in such a way that creates another emotional trigger out of you. When you take that extra moment, you'll find out that every day you're able to get shit done.